Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right. Welcome to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. My name's Shane. Uh, thanks very much to Renegade Economist for their show. Um, look, we often bring you quite a lot of bad news on this show. There's a lot of negative and sad stories uh, about older people's housing. But let's just for a change hear uh, some success stories from a couple of HAG members. Okay, so I'm here in just outside the HAG offices with a couple of our members. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves for our listeners? I'm Vanessa Hart. I'm Mia Jemison. Um, so thanks very much for coming to talk to us today. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask you about how it is that you heard about HAG, got involved with HAG, you know, what, what your story with HAG is. It was uh, about three years ago. I was up in Sunshine and uh, there was a group in there. I was in a bad way. I had no home. I was in the streets. Mm-hmm. I needed help. They told me about you guys. Mm-hmm. I came down here crying my eyes out and uh, Naomi came to me mm-hmm. and she helped me out. Uh, three weeks later, I was very fortunate, I got a house from you guys. Wow. You also helped me with a fridge and a new bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't tell you what you gave, you gave my life back to me from that. Um, you've, you've helped me so much. Uh, you've helped my friend Mia here and another girl named Jennifer Martin. Mm-hmm. You just got her, to both of them got placements thanks to you guys. I brought them here in hopes that you know, I knew you guys would help them and you did that too. That's and I, I know I can't talk for Mia, but I'm sure she'll tell you the same thing, that nobody has done what you guys have done for me. Okay. You know, I, I didn't know anybody here. Uh, I didn't know anything what to do. I was on the stage. Everybody's just looking at I'm sleeping in front of people's houses, scared that somebody's going to attack me. Mm-hmm. And you people have done wonders for me. And Mia, what about you? Well, I was living in a house with my son, mm-hmm. and he said at the end of the month I'm moving out. And I was talking to Vanessa, and Vanessa brought me here. And they said, certainly can help you, no problems, which made me feel really good. (laughs) And within six months, I had my own house, which I'm in now, which is really good, and I appreciate that no end. It's wonderful having your own place and not having to sleep on the streets. I was sleeping in my car in the end, Mm -hmm. and I know how hard it is. So it's not all bad news at HAG, but we are going to tell you a little bit of bad news now, uh, or at least uh, a story that hasn't quite had its happy ending yet, although it is on the way. Now, we've talked many times on this show about the problems in retirement housing, whether it's retirement villages or what have you, uh, and about HAG's project, the Retirement Housing Advice and Advocacy Project, uh, of which I'm an employee, uh, and I really like working with people uh, to try and resolve the issues in retirement housing. 
Uh, one of our clients at the moment, uh, a woman named Maureen, really exemplifies a lot of the issues that come up in retirement housing. So I was very happy to go out and talk to her about her situation um, so you can all hear a bit more her first-hand perspective on things. So we'll just hear a song first. Uh, at the end of this week, it's going to be January 26th, which of course is Invasion Day. Uh, so couldn't really go past AB Original. Uh, this is January 26th. Uh, and afterwards, we'll hear from Maureen. Just to note that this song does include some swearing, so just turn your volume down for a couple of minutes if that's not for you. But please don't let that be an excuse not to learn more about the meaning of January 26th. You can call it what you want, but it's Join 3CR for our Invasion Day broadcast on January 26th. Tune into 3CR between 11am and 4pm for our Treaty Now special broadcasts. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land and Aboriginal law. My name is Maureen, I'm 83 years old and I've been living in this village since 2009. I moved in because burglars, I walked in on burglars in my house hmm. and they knocked me down and put me in hospital so I moved into a retirement village. Hmm. Um, and how did you find it when you first moved in here? When I first, first moved in, I thought it was safe, peaceful and pleasant. And there was a good manager called Chris, and he was polite and reasonable to all the residents. And the residents were friendly, and I thought I was in a nice, safe place for the rest of my life. And it, it went on like that for most of the time that you've been here? It went on like that until 2015. Chris moved to a much larger retirement village and we got new manager who unfortunately is neither polite nor friendly to the residents but speaks to them, speaks to us as if we were three-year-olds and gives us orders as if we were in a jail. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we hear all the time from people in retirement villages and all kinds of, of retirement housing, you know, that, that there's no standards, you know, there's no qualifications to manage a retirement village. Just anyone can come and do it, and many of them just have, you know, seemingly no people skills or maybe just no skills at all. Um, so around May last year is, it seems to be when problems really started here. Do you want to tell us about that? That is when my particular problem started. At the end of May 2017, the NBN workmen came. They dug a pit 
and also accidentally damaged our water pit belonging to... Sorry, just awkwardly editing out the name of the retirement village and back to Maureen. Then heavy rains came and the damage that was done meant that from those drains uh, my place was flooded not with a small leak but with more than two inches of water all over. The carpet was mouldy, three bookcases are ruined. I have to throw out about 500 books and it was devastating. But I expected the manager to to fix the drains and that I would have no more trouble. However, management has refused to fix the drains. And since May, every time it rains, I get a leak in my apartment in what the room that is my library. And now more and more bookcases are ruined. The stink is terrible. Mm-hmm. Of course, the room's unusable, even though I've been paying rent for it. And they just not only refuse to fix it or make good the damage to my bookcases and books, but they also call me confused and say I'm too old and nobody will believe anything I say and that it's my responsibility and they're not going to do any repairs. So what what people might not know if they're listening is that if this was if you were in a rental property and you had a roof leak that went on for you know a serious roof leak you'd be able to go to VCAT to the residential tenancies list they'd schedule a hearing for you within a week because they'd recognise it was an urgent hearing uh, and you'd get an order that the landlord had to fix it but because this is a retirement village you don't have access to the the residential tenancies list so you've been waiting on a hearing from VCAT for for quite a few months now. Yes. Um, and that, that's quite an incredible delay when you think about, you know, water leaking in. You've told me that, you know, you've been up till midnight or, or later bailing water out of there with, with Oh, buckets. three o'clock one morning. Yeah, it, it's quite incredible. Um, so you, you do have a VCAT application coming up. Can I ask how you're feeling about going to the tribunal? I'm feeling very nervous because at 83... It's a bit difficult to hold yourself together when you know that someone across the table from you is vindictive and antagonistic. It's also difficult to actually get become get physically ready to be at an office in the city early in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm also very nervous about the repercussions afterwards because you can't get out of a retirement village. So I have to keep living in here and I'm, no matter what happens about my library, I'm also worried about how I'll be treated after the hearing is over. Yeah. And... 
especially as my health has been affected mm. uh, because of the months and months of worry. Yeah. But, all, I mean, on the other hand, you've also told me that you're feeling harder these days about the whole thing. Yeah. At the, for the, until just before Christmas, all I wanted was the leak to be repaired so I didn't have to worry about the rain and the floods and that my room was put back into order. Now I'm beginning... Other people have said to me, Maureen, he's, he's really been treating you terribly badly and you should get compensation. You've been paying for that room and you haven't been able to use it since May. That's mm. months and months and months. He should give you the money back. You paid a plumber to find out that the leak was... Uh, in his from his drain, so he should refund you the money for the plumber. And if you've you've got three ruined bookcases, and a fourth one that you've had to break up and throw out. It was so bad, and you've got to throw away five hundred books at least. So you should get some compensation. And while at first all I could think of was all I want the room back in order and I'm too scared of that man to ask for anything more, now I'm beginning, people are talking me into it that <laughs> I should get everything put back the way it was when I moved in in 2009. Yeah, so we'll definitely be uh, asking VCAT for for some a reasonable, a modest but reasonable amount of compensation as well as for the for the yeah. drain to be fixed. I don't want much compensation, but I do I do want bookcases that aren't all stained and rotting at the bottom because of the water, mm -hmm. and. Yeah. And I, I do want the carpet that isn't mouldy and a health hazard. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're, what you're asking it seems very reasonable to me, very, very reasonable. Um, now, turning away from uh, the problems of this village for a minute, you once told me a story that I found quite amazing about uh, a scholarship that you applied for when you were young, and I would love it if you would share that story with the listeners. Oh, that's a, a silly thing. It's just that... When I went to school back in those days, my mother didn't believe in education for girls. She said it was useless because you'd just get married. And so she had it arranged for me to, when I left school, to go into a boot factory in Abbotsford and work in the boot factory. But because for some reason they promoted me in school so that the leaving age then was 13, you could go to work when you were 13 and three quarters or you could leave school when you were 14 and had the merit certificate. I was only 12 and a half when I got the merit certificate 
And when mum took me to the factory, they said, oh, she's not allowed to work till she's 13 and three quarters. And mum said, well, what am I going to do with her until then? And so she took me first to Abbotsford Convent, and Abbotsford Convent said, no, we won't have her. And then she took me to Hawthorne West, and they said, well, she's already done uh, the work, so she can't come here. And I ended up at Canterbury Girls High School. And uh, they, I missed the whole of first year algebra, geometry, and French because they didn't realize that at the little school I went to, you didn't do those. Uh, and they put me into second form instead of third form, thank goodness. And at the end of second form, they said there's a scholarship that you can apply for that will give you uh, $50 a year and pay for some school books. And I was then getting on for, I was 13 and a half, and mum had the bit factory all lined up again. And uh, I knew she wouldn't sign scholarship forms. So what I did, you had to have both parents. So I signed mum's name with one hand and I signed dad's name rather badly with the other hand. And I put in the scholarship form to the school. And when... And, and then in the school holidays when mum was saying you'll soon be at the factory and I'll have some money from you the letter came and because mum had left school at the age of 12 and so had dad uh, she thought the government was ordering me to stay at school <laughs> and she never knew that I'd forged hers <laughs> and dad's name on the scholarship so I got two more years of schooling. <laughs> That's great. And I didn't have to go to the pit factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks very much for sharing that with us. And I did that again in, in year 10. Oh, yeah? <laughs> to get to <laughs> teach. Didn't succeed when I got the uni scholarship, though. Mm. Uh, the uni scholarship mum put her foot down, so I had to go the teachers college which actually paid the same amount as the boot factories <laughs> <laughs> all right um is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners today <laughs> no. all right well thanks very much for talking to us want to support 3cr's diverse and independent voices well it's not too late and we still need your support Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Rumination. 
3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program, featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. We are almost out of time. We haven't even had time to talk about the really important and exciting campaigns that have been going on uh, to support public housing, to prevent uh, privatisation, handover, loss of stock, all of those things. Um, if you are interested in getting involved, especially, but not only if you're an older person, please give us a call at HAG on 96547389. Um, I'll give you that number again in a minute. We're just in the process of reinvigorating uh, the working groups at HAG. Um, in the past, we've had some more specific working groups around particular kinds of housing, whether it's a retirement village, a caravan park, what have you. Um, we're excited now to start bringing those together and getting all of the, the members at HAG who are interested in older persons' housing issues working together, uh, not only to defend and, and uh, celebrate public housing, which is so important right now, but also with the state election coming up late this year, uh, to campaign about some of the urgently needed changes in uh, in 10 years like retirement villages. So why is it going to take three months or more to get a VCAT application up when you've got an urgent repair that, that desperately needs doing? Why isn't there an ombudsman? Why aren't there better mechanisms for dispute resolution? Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of things that we're going to be campaigning about and we'd love to have your input involvement. So just give us a call uh, if you want to hear more or you want to get involved. Um, or if you need some help with your housing situation, uh, if you need, you're an older person over 55 and you need to find a new place to live for whatever reason, can't afford the rent anymore, uh, got a notice to vacate, whatever it might be. Uh, if you've got a problem in a retirement village, you've got a problem in a residential park, a caravan park, what have you, please give us a call. Um, we'd love to see if we can work out a way that we can work with you and help you. The number is 96547389. I'll give that out again one more, one more time in just a sec if you want to grab a pen. Uh, our website, if you want some more information about what we're doing, is oldertenants.org.au. You can find us uh, in all the predictable social media places, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm constantly being harassed by the other staff to bring in photos for our Facebook feed, so I know that's absolutely going off. Uh, so please, get in touch. Again, that phone number I said, I'll give it to you one more time. 96547389. Now, I think we'll hear one more announcement, and then we will leave you with a song. What else could it be to end this show on this week, but Yothi Yindi's great Ozrock classic, Tarady. Goodbye. Making Waves features the powerful tales of nuclear survivors from Japan and Australia travelling aboard Peace Boat's voyage to five Australian cities this summer. On the 1st of February in Melbourne, join us for a unique gathering of Japanese survivors of atomic bombings in Hiroshima and Nagasaki ex-farmers from Fukushima, indigenous survivors of nuclear testing in Australia and the Nobel Peace Prize winning international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Hear the stories and help us make some noise for Australia and Japan to sign the Nuclear Weapons Ban Treaty. 6pm on February 1 at ACME Federation Square. Book online at ICANW dot org forward slash au. ICANN is a 3CR supporter.